0: In November of 2021, shortly before Gorbachev 2 came to power, a movie-based podcast surfaced just north of Dunlap, Indiana. It then sank in (laughs) ratings and views, suffering from a recording problem. Unconfirmed reports indicated some of the podcast tracks were rescued. But according to repeated statements by both Soviet and American governments, nothing of what you're about to see was ever recorded. This is spoilers. (laughs)
1: That was amazing. This is a Tom Clancy podcast right here.
0: (laughs) Uh, What's up, guys? Uh, That was actually a pretty easy spoiler to come up with, because the movie gave it to me, and I just replaced it with stuff that we know, besides Gorbachev 2. Good for you. uh, Very easy spoiler. Uh, Let's just uh, start off by saying where we're recording from, and... What was my question? Oh, favorite spy movie. So let's just go... Weast to East. This is Corey, Kylo Ren memes, recording out
1: of Simi Valley, California. I kind of wish I had more than a moment's notice to think of this. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. For some reason, all I could think of is Austin Powers. (laughs) That's definitely not my favorite spy movie, but it's a movie I watched a lot in my life. And the sequel as well. I think by the time the third one came out, it was like getting a little samezy. I I grew up on Bond movies as well, though. So there were a lot of those I liked, um, namely like the stupid Roger Moore Bond. I don't know if you guys are like James Bond connoisseurs in any kind of way, but like the Roger Moore era of James Bond got like pretty campy. And one of the campy Roger Moore movies that I liked was The Man with the Golden Gun which is the one with Christopher Lee. And uh, it also has uh, nick Knack, the little guy. Uh, and, I don't know. I like some Bond movies. Golden Eye is a classic. Obviously, I'm a kid in the 90s. That's one of the best, actually the best Brosnan Bond movie. So uh, I don't know. Those are just some that come to the top of my head. Maybe not my favorites, but that's uh, that's what I got for you, Mikey.
0: Nice. I like those uh, those picks that you had. Uh, and Austin Powers, out of left field. That's, that's funny. <laughs> Uh, yeah baby uh pap i don't know if it's you it's probably you
2: i'm traditionally second wiestus this is pappy (laughs) recording from kalamazoo michigan um not a fan of james bond i think i've told the story before I, i puked in the back of a van watching james bond on a tiny little screen one time and i've never been able to go go back to it but favorite spy movie spy kids 2 Ooh. by far <laughs> got the finger guys walking around i don't know great movie saw it in theaters with my mom good times
1: aren't they like thumbs
0: whatever yeah we're doing spy kids soon is that the one with the amusement park i believe so i hate those movies <laughs> so much they're <laughs> awful to look at
1: robert rodriguez come on he's, it's made, he's, he's made some bad ones man I, I,
0: I cannot stand
1: it yeah that's right we're doing a podcast on that i forgot yes beautiful
2: so can't wait for that um also the manchurian candidate good spy movie too
3: the original or the remake
2: R- original mm. never seen the remake
4: it's good like the original check it out sometime but those two this is josh uh, from goshen no? i think i'm up is that right mikey did i step on go for it, Have okay. it. well you're you're not technically
0: next weakest. <laughs> so i'm not does go we go for it
2: Josh. even mean <laughs> go, anything go anymore?
4: It. No, it doesn't. Oh boy. Okay, so I don't know. Austin Powers. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hilarious <laughs> answer for this, but like I, when people talk about spy movies, I do think about Bond movies, the old ones and Austin Powers, a lot like Corey. But I think for this answer I'll throw out a brother Jordan favorite, The Departed. I think that is, oh,
0: spy cops! Uh,
4: yeah, I like the ending of The Departed. It's not like my favorite film of all time, but I do like how they portray like being a spy and being like deeply embedded. They're spies. There's some spying going on. Aren't they informants and they moles? And that? I mean, do you have to- Josh? Do you like the rat face aspect
1: of that movie? <laughs> You know, the James, or the Jack <laughs> Nicholson doing the rat face. <laughs> That's, like, all I remember from the Departed podcast. No more dead cops. I
4: hear, I hear your complaint. Is it a spy movie? I think they're spying on each other. Like, the police and the gangs are spying on each other. But does a spy movie imply that it has to have, like, international intrigue or it something? It requires a tuxedo at some point. Okay. Is this a spy movie? <laughs> on for Red October? Uh
0: Jack Ryan's considered a spy in other movies. I don't know what he's considered in this movie. He's an I analyst. Yeah. He <laughs> writes books, I guess. <laughs> uh, I'll go next. Um, I put Mission Impossible Fallout. Damn it. The, the newest one. It's an amazing action movie. Stevie, tell him why.
3: <sighs> well, I mean, the trailer was always fun when they had James, um, what is it, Cavill? Uh, Henry Oh Henry Cavill um, Pretty much just like cocking his arms like guns I think that was like one of the coolest parts In any trailer I've ever seen But yeah <laughs> That movie is just amazing on so many levels So many twists and turns Tom Cruise does wear a tux And the scene where they jump from a plane And like the camera's moving with them Is incredible So yeah That would have been my pick too Mikey
0: Another Alec Baldwin movie He's great at spy movies. Oh, yeah. He is in that, isn't he? Uh, Is that everybody? Yes, because Josh went out of order. Thanks, Josh. Jeez. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. Uh, So, like you just heard in my spoiler, we get a cool intro with some old-school radar uh, technology. That gives us that that text on screen. That looks really cool. And it's telling us about this mysterious submarine. Uh, We see sean connery and sam neill have a a conversation in russian uh just sitting at the top of a sub saying it's time and then we get a great title card uh it's really awesome uh i I don't even know why but i just like everything about this movie the music Uh, kills
2: it in that scene the music is so good the russian like singing choir russian
0: military stuff yeah it's pretty prevalent throughout a lot of the movie and it's it's really intimidating. It's really good.
3: It's a cold day. Yeah. It's a hard day.
0: <laughs> and then next we see the protagonist, Jack Ryan, who's played by Alec Baldwin, and he has got some of the darkest and most luxurious hair that has ever been captured on film. <laughs> <laughs> and he's in a real big hurry. Uh, Josh, you rigged last week's trivia for me. Where what? is this man headed in such a hurry? You really
1: did. I knew it.
4: Uh... Where is he headed at the beginning, Mikey? Give me a hint. This movie oh, is a lot of ins and outs, he,
0: bro. He's going to the CIA. He's going to Langley.
4: Yeah. So we meet Alec Baldwin, and he's got like his little daughter, and they pull out your heartstrings. And this actually bookends the movie, Mikey, is that the daughter wants a little brother for her teddy bear, since she realizes, since her dad does really dangerous shit, she probably shouldn't have a real brother. Is how I take it. Um, But yeah, Alec Baldwin, he's young here. He's got good hair. You see his family life for like just a snippet, and then he's kind of like off to the office, right? Yeah, they're not important. They don't mean anything to him. (laughs) His wife is
1: Gates McFadden. She is Dr. Beverly Crusher on Star Trek The Next Generation. I gotta make the Star Trek reference. It was really nice seeing her, even for the one moment she was in the movie. I love that actress. She's awesome. Jack, you're going to miss the plane.
0: Okay. Interesting. Um, yeah, there's a lot of people in this movie uh, just playing a lot of smaller roles, too. So surprised. not surprised that there's just stacked top to bottom.
1: Yeah, it's a stacked cast, man.
0: Mm-hmm. Jack uh, flies uh, to Langley, and he has to teach a flight attendant about turbulence. I don't know why that conversation happens. It's really weird. (laughs) He mansplains (laughs) turbulence to her, for sure. She, like, just doesn't know what it is for some reason. (laughs) The sun?
2: It's a star in our solar system It heats the Earth. Uh,
0: And then he meets with James Earl Jones, Darth Vader. He tells him about this secret sub. Or uh, Jack tells... Uh, James Jones Jones about the secret sub and it's quote-unquote uh, weird doors uh, which are apparently caterpillar drives and he shows them top secret pics from what appears to be uh, a PlayStation 1 video game <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just very large black and white uh, blurry pictures
1: yeah D- didn't Tom Clancy also bring us some of those too what do you mean like video games, when I think of Tom oh, Clancy, yeah, yeah. it's like Splinter it's like Rainbow
0: Six. <laughs> yeah, they're all pretty garbage now, but he has some good ones. Splinter Cell is a pretty good one. Uh, and then Jack Ryan and James Earl Jones agree to uh, call up a like a retired sub pilot or a retired sub engineer to uh, just get some help on what what's happening with these pictures.
2: Jeffrey Jones, not just any retired sub pilot.
0: Oh. This has got a problematic cast. (laughs) Maybe we shouldn't talk about Jeffrey
4: Jones.
3: Isn't he the guy that got in trouble for, you know? Yes. Okay.
4: Yes. I'll leave it at that. Did anybody catch where they got those pictures from? There's like two pictures that they're like uh, pulling all this information from and the caterpillar drives and uh, I thought that maybe a character would come into play at some point. Did I miss something or they said it was British intelligence,
2: I think which is... I can't remember. Jack Ryan's in London, so I think it's just how
1: the it gets started. It's
2: pretty a throwaway line. Just kind of yada yada. Okay. We know about this thing now. Fair enough.
1: Yeah, the Royal Navy apparently is like way more prevalent in the book version of this. Now, I haven't read the book, but uh, I've watched some content related to the book, and that's all the, the mention they get in this movie. But yeah, they're more heavily involved in the book.
0: So meanwhile, uh, Sean Connery, who's playing... Captain Marco Ramiish is getting his plans in order and dealing with a a possible hitch in his plan. Pap, who's waiting for him in his cabin and like, what's his deal? Why is he so important? It's the political officer. And if there's one thing that we learned from
2: death of Stalin is you got to watch out for political (laughs) officers from the USSR. Um, I think this is also the moment if I'm remembering correctly where
0: the language
2: switch happens yes yep
0: this is this is like one of my favorite edits in this movie Sia, edu kak tats lajen votros vuyushi ekranishi adiyesh du svayu i on sobralek na mesto nazyvayemaye pavreski armageddon and the seventh angel poured forth his bowl into the air and a voice cried out from heaven saying it is done
2: I, 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 I'm of two minds of it. I love it, but if you hated the language switch and thought it was dumb, I would c- also completely understand because it's like a really I think creative. We're,
0: we're, Go ahead. I think yeah. I think we're testing the limits of the. The, the amount of Russian Sean Connery can actually speak. <laughs> so See, we got to uh, get out of there.
2: That's the thing. It's like this really creative, brilliant solution to a self-inflicted wound and problem. Because <laughs> by casting Sean Connery, it's, yeah. you could have yeah, cast yeah. anybody for this role. But since you ca- cast Sean Connery, now you have to have this like mm. really creative edit. I, I, Josh, you're an editor. How do you feel about the language switch
4: cut? I think that the self-inflicted wound wasn't even necessarily... Casting Sean Connery, but to have them start off talking Russian <laughs> like that drives your expectation. Like, oh man, this is going to be weird to hear Sean Connery in a different language for a whole film. And then I think that's
3: necessary.
4: It's so blatant when they switch over and never go back. Like, there's no logic to it. So just take it away, Stevie. That's that's kind of a ton opinion. of logic to it.
3: Otherwise, it's literally just Sean Connery in a sub, and they have to. Make sure that
0: like it's implied that uh Jack knows Russian at the end because that's how he understands what he's saying in the sub. I don't know because they're talking in Russian It is literally
4: round. just Sean Connery in a sub.
3: I know, but like <laughs> by having like the Russian like choir along with Sam Neill and Sean Connery speaking Russian and keeping that up for a little bit really embeds you in the idea that like, okay, we're like full blown Russian at this point. And the switchover almost feels natural, like, okay, you've got this figured out, let's go from here. I think that was necessary.
2: And they pivot really well on the word Armageddon, right, which is the same in both languages. So, I mean, a lot of thought went into it, and I do love Sean Connery in this movie. It's just, you know, I wouldn't want to see this in any other movie ever again. It's like, you you pulled it off here, but don't do this ever again.
1: You know what movie you get that kind of transition in, and it actually does happen in the movie... Battlefield Earth. Oh, future
2: spoilers pick.
1: (laughs) Indeed. (laughs) Yeah, the the Cylon, the John Travolta alien, uh, does a shift much like in this movie, but it's uh, way more goofy and hilarious in Battlefield Earth for many, many reasons.
2: Back to that political officer scene. Sean Connery snaps his neck and his gurgling on the ground is so Mm -hmm. funny to me. It's just, like, really intense. (laughs) Like, it's... I don't know, like how this plan was going to work because they call in the doctor right away and he's burning papers and you would think a i don't know karate neck move would be different than slipping on the ground but why is it funny to you pap is it the guy's <laughs> face it's his face and the gurgling and the spit he's like, making it's, a weird i mean face. it's very intense like it maybe it's just my reaction to it because it's like you don't usually see someone like gurgling and sean connery takes his pulse or whatever. He's like, yep, not dead yet, I see. Because <laughs> he's still spitting <laughs> up, but I, I don't know. I, I like that scene. I thought it was cool.
4: It sets a weird tone, because I believe that's the only... Oh, no, Sam Neill dies later, but it sets a tone that, like, people might die crazy deaths throughout this, and that's not really the route the movie takes.
1: I think it also really tells us that, like, Sean Connery is up to something. His character Ramius, right? We don't know a lot about him at this point, but... It's clear that he's gonna do something, and I think we're led to believe like he's more on the shady side. Like this guy might be an enemy of uh, America, and he might be coming for us.
4: Yeah, like (laughs) maybe he's going rogue and he wants to start a war on his own. Maybe he's Doctor Strange Love. Maybe he's that guy from The Rock. Like,
2: (laughs) well, the movie the the movie wants to trick us into that. But like, I Steve, you have a plot question for you. This might be a Stevie question. Why? Does Sean Connery not just give the second key to, like, the doctor? Like, why does he need to keep both keys? Because it tricks us, the audience, but it doesn't seem like it would fit with his Because the
3: doctor's not a part of
2: it. But it's just the launch keys, right? Why does he need both keys?
3: I think it's the idea to, like, tell the viewer that whatever he's up to, the doctor is not a part of. I think it's kind of to try to, like, further embolden the idea that, like, on screen, like, on paper, you know, Sam Neill and... Uh, Sean Connery are part of the same team. We know that from the very beginning. We know that maybe there's some other people, but we know that Sean, uh, that Sam Neill and Sean Connery are at the top. When the Doctor comes in, we even get a second scene about it. He is not a part of whatever is going on. So I think it's just kind of the idea that, like, you know, why would he give that key to the Doctor when he give it to one of his teammates and cause, like, a bigger feud? So he's just going to keep it.
4: Tim Curry, the Doctor, by the way. Yeah. Isn't it also just a power play?
3: Well, it's it's kind of like the same thing with the, with the murder. Uh, who's going to question him? I mean, this is you exactly. know, Mother Russia at this point. This is, uh, are you questioning me? I'll fill that out in my report.
0: Uh, but yeah, like in that safe, I guess it was just telling them to move, uh, change positions or something. And that was obviously not Sean Connery's intended plan. So he had to kill that that PO and they're obviously not following those orders. And so, I think at this time as well, Jack is, like, meeting his friend, the the engineer, who's telling him about this Caterpillar drive powering the sub. Turns out it's a super advanced stealth, stealth sub, super quiet. It's, like, Metal Gear. and can <laughs> shoot nukes from anywhere, and nobody would even know. And it's uh, just going to start world wars, apparently. And that's a huge deal because uh, the U.S. has, like, nothing to counter it and, like, nothing to find it. So... Uh, it would be a really big advantage for Russia at the time.
2: You gotta love Cold War logic. It's like, well, you need a first attack sub, we need a first attack sub, <laughs> in that
0: case. The thing about the Cold War is it's really interesting. So, like, <laughs> I don't know how to explain it, but all of just the, the spy games, the just the unnecessary tension of who's got what, and I don't know, it's just all very fascinating, and it's like all so secretive and... I don't know. It's just like a great backdrop for this movie. I've never really known too much about the Cold War, but it's pretty fascinating. Uh, So I was going to ask Brett this, but I was going to ask him, what does the captain do that shocks the doctor? And then we explain that. It's basically two guys, two two keys, says Tim Curry. And Ramius is like, I'm going to forget that comment. And Stevie, you and I are cut from the same musical cloth for a lot of the audience out there. Uh, they don't know that we were in our high school's version of Glee. We really were. <laughs> how? Wow.
3: <laughs> we really. How were. good
0: are these? How good are these sailors harmonizing this up?
3: Straight tenors. I mean, these guys were like recruited to sing like this. Are you talking about like when they were singing the national anthem?
0: <laughs> yeah.
3: First off, they're getting it. Like this movie came out in, like 1990. This is like barely, you know, after the you know berlin wall just fell barely after the cold war um and like the idea of i mean i kind of love the russian national anthem playing during this scene it kind of gets me hyped i don't know why
0: i mean they're at like 45 degrees going straight up or something (laughs) (laughs) just everybody's bellowing this national anthem that's super scary
3: I mean, they snuck. They snuck past the. Sh- they uh, snuck past the ship, and they're like, "All right, it's go time. We're going to be so quiet that we can sing the national anthem in perfect pitch, with everyone nailing every word, and they won't even hear us."
4: This is where the movie is the most interesting to me because that scene, like a lot of scenes, is a little outlandish, a little Michael Bay-ish. If you like, start to think about the logic of it, but like. It's really cool when Jonesy is like he's the audio expert and he's like listening through all this depth of water and he hears what only he could interpret as like voices on the waves and that's like kind of the stuff that myths are made of and I love that part of the movie
3: Josh, I have a question how is this I mean I'm just curious how is uh the, the scene where they're doing the Russian national anthem
4: Michael Bayish uh I mean
3: is it staunch pornian
4: or I mean, obviously, Michael Bay would have all the Americans lined up singing it in perfect unison, but it's the same idea. Like, that's not, uh you know, it, I don't think that's really happening on a sub the first time they go silent. Like, they got shit to do. This is the first time they've run this drill. You know what I mean? It's just a little fantastical to think all these grown men stop to, and they love Russia that much. I don't know. They do.
1: I think this movie is a little Michael Bay-ish in just, like, the the military angle of it. Like, it's very pro-military in the same way that a Michael Bay movie is. I got some vibes of that myself.
0: With 99% less guns.
1: <laughs> oh, well, that's for sure, yeah.
0: <laughs> the fact that they would be singing on this sub and Jonesy would be able to hear it, that's, like... That would be insane. That That, that technology would be absolutely crazy. So, that part is just a little fantastical for sure. Uh... I don't know if Michael Bay is inventive enough to think of that. He's got other <laughs> stupid inventions that he's created for his movies.
4: I just love the Jonesy, autophile, like, audiophile angle of this movie. I think that's really cool. and Yeah, he's pretty cool. Yeah, I like to see stuff like that. Captain. Sir, the moment that sub went silent and I thought I heard some singing, I heard something in the background real faint. And then, after all those subs took off, I caught it again, and I managed to get it on tape. I washed it through the computer a few times, and I was able to isolate this sound. When I asked the computer to identify it, what I got was magma displacement. See, sir, the SAPS software was originally written to look for seismic events. And I think when it gets confused, it kind of runs home to mama. (laughs) I'm not following you, Joshy. Sir, I'm sorry, listen to it at 10 times speed. Now that's got to be man-made, Captain.
0: So the U.S. guys are like super confused because like, yeah, like we said, Jonesy's like, what's going on here? And then Jack has to bring this information to the Joint Chiefs, which is pretty intimidating because he's just... I think he says he's just he just writes books or something for the CIA he doesn't really do this type of thing and he's just kind of wrapped up in the middle of it and he has to report about these subs and he has this theory that Ramius is gonna defect I don't know how he comes to this conclusion uh, a lot of he mentions some things like he has no ties to Russia really he's from a different country and his wife has died which is a uh, Kind of a big thing for Ramius. He brings that point up quite a few times throughout the movie. And the Joint Chiefs pretty much labeled Jack Ryan as a political spy submarine savant <laughs> of some sort. And he's 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 now the guy in charge and the one to to really like head this operation. Do you guys know anything about Jack Ryan other than this movie? Like
2: Um Is he sub based or does he just have this Side hobby where he's really into them.
3: So it kind of depends like on the Jack Ryan story. Um, It's not all military, but the most common, uh, not all naval or like sub base, but Mm -hmm. the most common thing with Jack Ryan is he's kind of like James Bond's introverted cousin. (sighs) Uh, He's typically thrust into action where he doesn't like go looking for it. He's very. I mean, the line, I'm an analyst, is in every Jack Ryan movie.
0: Yeah. Mm. He's like a reluctant spy. Yeah. He just gets tossed in every time. But he has, like, like he, there's always the the story of, like, he was in this helicopter crash, and he, he was a Marine at some point. Uh, but he was seriously injured or something. Uh, so, Ramius, Kylo... He wants to like Tokyo drift through this thing called Thor's <laughs> Taint or something <laughs> uh, with these caterpillar caterpillar drives going at full speed. Is this a good or a bad idea? And what happens to the sub?
1: So yeah, real quick, have we really explained the caterpillar drive? Like, I will. I guess I'll just give it a little bit of. Uh, Please my give us the
2: physics behind the caterpillar drive, Kylo. <laughs> We're all right. Here. Exactly. How does it work? Well, you have to have it's Nos.
1: You have to have a sub proton nuclear reactor, right? That's the key. Now I have no idea, but the way it's set up in this movie and the way I remember it for like a layman, like myself is like, it can go crazy fast and it can't be detected by sonar. So sonar is obviously, um, a big aspect of this movie and that's what they use to kind of track each other. That's how you tell if there's other submarines nearby, but, um, this particular submarine has this special capability. Um, so you were talking about this,
3: like, area they go through, right, Mikey? What
0: was it called? It's like Thor's Twins. It's like a valley. in Twin
3: Thors, I think. Yeah, Thor's Twins, yeah.
0: Thor's Taint. Right. At, like, the bottom of the ocean.
1: But I don't remember the exact details, but I think this is the first of many parts in the movie where we get to see, like, how good the uh, the Captain Ramius is at, like, maneuvering this thing. Because a lot of the... Um, moments of tension where you think a submarine might be damaged or destroyed at a lot of points in the movie is um just evaded by like intelligent maneuverability rather than just like you know aimlessly kind of firing at each other which you might see more i guess in a michael bay movie but in this one it's like really all about tactics and i think this is where we get to see uh his savviness in that area right mikey
0: yeah, he's the Dominic Toretto of submarines. He's thinking 2 3 steps ahead. He's
4: drifting
1: he would, around He'd like these jump corners. out and just like roll in the water if his sub yeah. got blown up though.
4: Okay, but his tactics usually just amount to waiting until the last moment before doing a single okay, thing. Okay,
0: but his timing is perfect every time, Josh.
4: It's incredible. He doesn't even press the he button has to count himself. To eight. <laughs> yeah. You
2: know what I really really like about this movie? is it makes you think what would it be like to actually be on a sub you know what i mean cuz like when terrifying. i terrifying for some reason like when i picture subs i always pictured like the james cameron kind you know where you can kind of see out the front and steer it but these <laughs> guys are just doing math to figure out like where they need to go and stuff and the movie doesn't shy away from like Showing you charts and having them explain like what their trajectory is and stuff. I love that about this.
4: I would get so sick of people lighting up cigarettes on a submarine. Oh my that's god, rough. true! I cannot
0: believe that's allowed. That seems insane to me. They're all sweating Sucking down there. oxygen.
4: Seriously, <laughs>
1: <laughs> there is kind of like a frightening component of like being in this confined space underwater. And then if you have an enemy nearby you, you can't, like, see or hear them. You're just basically, like, detecting it through sonar and math, and then you got to figure out what to do. And uh, I I agree, Pappy. I think it's cool that uh, the level of accuracy in which they do that. But scary as hell.
2: Like, I feel like I wouldn't (laughs) go on one of these, given the opportunity, even if I knew it would be
1: safe. It just seems so terrifying. No, I would never, ever set foot on one. (laughs) Even if it was just, like, a fun voyage.
4: (laughs) would you guys rather die from like a plane crash or from a submarine like a, like a plane what getting the shot fuck? here's my question a <laughs> oh plane out of the Cheers. air by a missile or you're okay. in a submarine that gets missiled like plane. which
3: plane?
0: Mm. yeah cause then I wouldn't possibly drown if I survived yeah. and then possibly get eaten by a shark if I survived that
3: yeah, yeah, the just ocean just dead. adds too much. It's too much fear down there, Josh. You don't know what's down there. <laughs> Passing the twins now,
1: Captain.
2: Very good. You may commence your run. Call me when you get to the first
4: turning. Hi, right, Captain. Mr. Kamarov. You may commence your run now. Aye, sir. First leg on my mark. Cost two six zero. Speed eighteen knots. Depth. 270 meters 5 4 3 2 1 Mark baby command Course 260 Course
3: 260 Y two, Speed
4: 18 knots oh, yeah. Speed 18 knots i Give me a stopwatch and a map And I'll fly the Alps in a plane with no two, windows six, The map is accurate enough
0: Uh, so the engineers are just like Ramius is crazy he's losing it we cannot follow these orders he's going way too fast and then the caterpillar drive ends up failing and then uh, another Russian sub I think it's this one might be piloted by Stellan Skarsgård he's like on the case of what Sean Connery is up to he's like this guy is he's bringing the whole fleet with him and he's defecting or something he's like he's up to no good and he shoots at the Red October. And our our guy who's in charge of the Caterpillar Drive, like the engineer down, down by the engine room or whatever, he's like a, sab- a saboteur is the one who messed up the Caterpillar Drive. So everybody's on edge, and this plan is kind of falling apart at the seams. Josh, Jack is... On his way to this U.S. sub, which has, like, Jonesy and everybody on it, does he make it there
4: Uh, fairly easy? To get to the other submarine?
0: <laughs> yeah, he has kind of a hard time.
4: Oh, my goodness. Okay, so Jack Ryan, like, there's this one B.A. submarine that really all it comes down to is that they got Jonesy, and he can hear from Miles, <laughs> and... So he's like, I got to get on that sub with Jonesy because he's the man. Meanwhile, Jonesy is like already tracking that sub, but they have to pull out to take this message. And like (laughs) they bring in this analyst by helicopter. I mean, it doesn't make much sense, does it, Mikey? Like you don't bring in an analyst. Why Why can't he just radio in and like tell them what he analyzed or something? But it makes for an exciting scene cuz practically they're on top of this big boat. I think one of the guys that's trying to like grab him gets thrown off. At one point the helicopter's gas is like running low. Um I could pick this apart like movie sin- like movie sins wise, Mikey, but this is like really fun stuff to watch. I don't want to really like knock this around too much, you know what I mean?
0: Uh it's just i mean yeah you bring up a good point why what's the deal with the radios why just let them know what's happening what is this one dork gonna do i guess (laughs) like how is he gonna save the day and he's there it's just such a dangerous maneuver to drop a man from a helicopter and shove him on on a sub and then just waste everybody's time. If, if you can't even find the sub, it just seems so ridiculous, but they end up finding that sub and he's got to explain to the captain about this, this red October warship or whatever. And eventually they find it and a a game of nuclear submarine chicken ensues. We've got two captains that are just kind of like circling each other and they're kind of like feeling each other out. (laughs) They've spotted each other in the water and they're just trying to figure out a way to communicate to each other. And, Stevie, how how do they communicate?
3: Uh, by Morse code, right? Yeah. Yeah,
0: they, like, ping each other back and forth.
3: Yeah, they're just pinging each other back and forth. And Sam Neill looks so distressed every time... Sean Connery says, "Ping him once, one <laughs> <Like>, ping, <laughs> one ping only." And Sam Neil, each time looks like he wants to have a nervous breakdown and just start yelling at Sean Connery. It's Dude, actually- he
1: looks like he just got told they breed raptors
3: on the submarine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, every time he tells him one ping, like Sam Neil just shoots in that. Like for a minute, it's really good movie making by John McTiernan or a good editing. Like I thought Sam Neill was was the rat at some point. Like is he the saboteur? Cuz he mm-hmm. wasn't going along a lot with what Sean Connery was trying to throw down. He kept giving him that looks like are are you an idiot? Yeah, he
0: resisted a lot. Yeah. It's uh just so tense and I don't know why uh Sean Connery's character is playing everything so close to the <laughs> to the chest. I guess at this point it's like I feel like the people in this room would have to be on his side. He has to He has to have all of these guys on his side in this room. Because they're the one operating the ship. I mean, they're going to listen to what he says. So, I don't know. I don't know why he's like not telling anybody else what's going on. Because cause Jack Ryan and uh, the captain are setting up the terms, I guess, of this, like, are you defecting? Or what are you trying to do? Because if you're trying to shoot us, then we're going to shoot you out of the water. After that, after they've communicated that... Uh, That the Russians intend to defect. It's all Paps on deck, Pappy. These Russian Mm -hmm. guys—they're sinking, so they got to abandon ship. How did this happen? What was the captain's plan? What was the U.S. captain's plan? Like what? It—it gets a little. Everything is close to the chest at this point. (laughs) You got to ask yourself, like Alec
2: Baldwin did in the mirror. How do you get people off a nuclear sub? Which. I don't know, like that, that's the thing about this movie, man. Like making thinking about like the fact that there are submarines out there right now with nuclear warheads on them deep under the ocean. Like that's it's fucking fine. crazy. It's that's it's fucking fine. so crazy. Is, yeah. <laughs> it's so it's, this is such an insane weapon. And of course, one of the things you have to worry about when you have a nuclear submarine would be radiation leakage. So I love how Sean Connery is just playing Tim Curry the Doctor like a fiddle in this scene because um, the doctor's just been this huge spur in his ass the whole movie. <sighs> and like Sean Connery lets Tim Curry think that like he's calling the shots, but he's really just doing exactly what Sean or Sean Connery wants. So they all evacuate the boat. They get on the lifeboats and then an American warship pulls up and kind of complicates things a little bit.
4: Those are some of the funniest insert shots too. Cause that leads to like all of the Russian crew like, being in their little flotation devices, watching kind of the battle unfold.
3: And every mm. time
4: they think, like, <laughs> Sean Connery is, like, standing up for the Russian cause, and they're like, hip, hip, hooray! But they got it totally <laughs> yeah, those wrong. Yeah, these are the guys that
0: are, like, in the dark that have no idea that Sean Connery's, like, defecting. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know. They just think a war, a war hero was, like, going down with the ship at this point or something. But, yeah, we get kind of, like, um... Kind of like uh, a, an interesting, an interesting trick played by uh, Darth Vader here. He th- that warship shoots a torpedo for sure at the Red October, but they end up detonating it right before it hits, thus making everybody else around in the in the area thinking that they sunk this this ship. So the Red October is still out there uh and it's got it's got what it's got our russian guys and i think jack ryan and the captain of the us ship are headed there on their little like attachable submarine ship or whatever so there's like a lot of sneaky stuff going on to get the russians off and now we're trying to get the defectors on the us ship
4: stevie question josh <laughs> Can you explain this part of the plot to, like, a normal person? I'll do my best. Because everything Mikey said, I think, is technically true, but that's tough. What's happening? Which part? Like, that missile that they detonate early.
2: How does Darth Vader even have the authority to do that?
4: It's He's CIA, he show up there, bro. He just shows badges. Does he have two keys, too?
3: I mean, I think he's holding all the keys at this point. <laughs> I mean, really, what the CIA is trying to say is, you know, nothing against the people like in the Naval Academy or anything, but there's a lot of, like, interest from different sides that want different things, and so really what's going on is, like, the Navy's saying we're going to blow these Ruskies, you know, you know, out of the sky, pretty much. We're going to make sure that you know no Russian sub gets as far again, and we're just going to eviscerate this thing and go home, and everybody's going to pat each other on the back. What the CIA is trying to say in is, you have billions upon billions of dollars of technology in the water right now. We're not losing this thing. We're going to take this thing home intact. So that's pretty much what the CIA is trying to say. Yeah, if anyone's going to start World War III, it's going to be America. Yeah, I I don't think if they gave a damn, like, if they did start a war or if they killed Jack Ryan, they didn't care. What they were saying is, we're taking this technology home.
0: Yeah. Why are we going to develop it when we can just steal it from you guys? (laughs)
3: Exactly.
0: So, yeah, uh, James Earl Jones, like, just presses a button, and that's the plan is CIA detonated, exploded uh, a torpedo and false flag, fake fake uh <laughs> explosion of the red october uh and so everybody's on board the red october at this point all we got jack ryan we got sam neal we got sean connery we got all, all the guys on the US sub, all jonesy Jonesy. okay there
2: don't let's not we've gassed up jonesy a lot but the captain scott glenn is an amazing fucking actor he's been in a lot of good movies he's like the main fbi guy i think from silence of the lambs i think he's fucking incredible as well like no
0: slight to jonesy at all he's great but
1: hell yeah that's my boy dude that's stick from daredevil
0: it's old wise man from sucker punch what are you guys talking about (laughs) He's done a lot That's of stuff, he's Known dude, Very for. prolific What actor. is his he name is in Grant.
3: Vertical Limit? Does anybody remember? Oh, yeah. It's a Vertical ridiculous is awesome. movie.
0: Vertical Limit's crazy. Uh, yeah, I agree, Pap. He's pretty good. Uh, like I said, everybody... This whole cast is stacked, so... He's a really good actor. Uh, I was going to ask Brett this, but... Was uh, Brett life on the line? You got to take commands from either Sean Connery or the old wise man from Sucker Punch. Who are you listening to? <laughs> Brett would uh, never pick a communist ever. He would no. ever die. <laughs> die a capitalist. Li- <laughs> d- listen to a communist and live. Uh, so that's a pretty tense moment where Jack Ryan just has to like jump into the seat of this sub, which is absolutely ridiculous. But he's he's tilting this bad boy left and right apparently and he's we we've got missiles that are being fired and we're turning into them to disarm them somehow the saboteur ends up shooting sam neil and fires a bunch of rounds into the command center everybody's ducking uh for some reason we've chosen ramius and jack to run after the saboteur probably the two most important guys i don't know why they are the ones to go after this guy uh, but Ramius gets shot immediately. <laughs> he's he's not no longer part of the pursuit. Uh, Stevie, what happens in this like big boiler room? How does Jack find the saboteur, and who is it?
3: So, is this supposed to be a big reveal or or a uh, ironic reveal? Because it, it seemed it kind of like you know, kind of Scooby Dooish of jack ryan to go you know the fry cook it just
4: (laughs) ratatouille
3: yeah exactly and this dude is ready to blow them all up in the name of mother russia and my question for pappy is Mm. like was this dude an insurance policy for someone above sean connery that's not on the ship like is he there just to make sure like everything goes smoothly and if anything goes awry blow it up
2: i think that's just kind of one of the things that's inherent with an authoritarian regime right you got to have a lot of ears on the inside a lot of counter spying lots of of ins lots of outs because there's just so much paranoia it takes to keep those things going so i mean yeah you know kg classic kgb bad guy in this movie but i i really don't want to skip over when sean connery is laying on the ground bleeding and he looks at alec baldwin and tells him to be careful what he shoots. I mean, come on. Alec Baldwin probably should have listened to that 20 years later, 30 years later, right? <laughs> oh, like, oh, no. Was no one else thinking that? And Alec Baldwin's like, I got to be
1: careful what I shoot. Later, it's like, yeah, you should be. Oh. <laughs> okay, I do want to speak to that. Not directly, but indirectly, Pappy. Because we, we brought
2: it up on the last episode. It was breaking news when it went down. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, see, Alec Baldwin in this movie and of this era is unrecognizable to me as modern-day Alec Baldwin. Old Alec Baldwin. Yeah, I can't even connect them. Mm -hmm. I look at this man, and I think, man, he should have been in more movies. I forget that it's Alec Baldwin. (laughs) So I didn't make that connection because there's such a disconnect for me. Josh, what do you think about that?
4: Mm, Man, I don't know. Like, what happened on that set? It's pretty terrible, man. (laughs) Uh... She got, like, shot through the chest. And the bullet struck, like, the DP behind her.
1: The director.
4: Yeah. And, like, he was like, what the heck? That stings. And Alec Baldwin was quoted on set as saying, what the fuck just happened? Like, totally breaking character. And even she was, like, speaking a little bit after, like... It's a pretty Damn horrifying gosh. scene. Yeah. Pretty dark.
3: People are going to go to prison. What people? Um I imagine those that were supposed to be checking the firearm before it ever made it to set.
0: Apparently there was just like random live rounds and all of the blanks too. It's like somebody's got to be held accountable for that.
3: It's uh mm-hmm. usually that stuff like passes through like five hands before it ever gets to the actor. It
4: seemed yeah, like an unsafe culture. Yeah, yeah, didn't seem good. I've heard claims of sabotage as well, though. Fry cook. Well,
1: what I heard is that some of the crew was actually using that gun for target practice during off hours, which is very strange. But also, people like had already left because they were like uh, not satisfied with the working conditions. So people like were actively striking. People walked off set. So because of that, they were cutting corners to get things shot, apparently. Not in the... uh, And I mean, you know, on film shot. Which I don't blame Alec
2: Baldwin, the actor, because that's not on him. But it was his production company making the movie. And he was a producer on set. So I'd have to say that he contributed to the unsafe culture by wanting to continue the shoot and cutting those corners. But... Tune in more next week for more Alec Baldwin <laughs> and oh, Here on spoilers,
0: we'll we'll start up the news podcast, of <laughs> all the movies, all the movie news you want to hear about. Um, I uh, where are we at? Uh, yeah, the saboteur. It's like the fry cook that witnessed everything happening in the beginning of the movie with the two keys. Yeah, uh, it's just a. I don't know why he ends up being the saboteur. Or maybe after seeing that he. He does all of this to like stop uh Ramius' plans, maybe. I don't I don't know if he was a, a saboteur the entire time. Um But uh I just love the way it looks when Jack is standing up and like that room is all red. Uh it's a very cool backdrop of uh just the final final scene. Even though it's kinda of boring and nothing really happens, Jack just kinda of, like falls down from the ceiling and shoots the shoots the guy. Um but we still got like one more antagonist that's on our tail in the Red October. Stellan Skarsgard just keeps firing missiles at us. Josh, who who blows up Stellan Skarsgard
4: boat? Man, it's so nice when he finally gets blown up. <laughs> uh is this where Jack Ryan like takes the controls like he's one of Richie Rich's friends come into the mansion for the first time? Yeah. They're weaving all over the place. and Jack
0: Ryan's twisting a knob.
4: <laughs> For some reason, this like last bit of the mission, Sean Connery can't lower himself to like take a seat at this control panel, so he has Jack inexperienced Jack Ryan do it, and basically Jack Ryan, you know, he shoots this cook turned spy that you talked about, and. It's pretty quick, but they show him like drenched in sweat after that. So it's almost like, oh man, he it's like his first kill. And then he's like, also, take out this full sub full of dozens of men. <laughs> I'll you're on a roll. You're on a hot streak, buddy.
0: Well, it's like, Stellan Skarsgård shoots this missile, and it's just like, they have evasive maneuvers or whatever. They're dropping these things to throw the torpedo off of it and it gets lost at, in, in the water and it's looking for something new to search for and it ends up finding the, the boat that shot the torpedo. So he ends up blowing himself up.
4: Oh, is this when one of his subordinates go, you, like, arrogant son of a bitch, you got us killed? <laughs>
0: yeah. And it's so deadpan before they just explode. <laughs> uh, it's really ridiculous.
1: Torpedo, get ahead! You a ass. You've killed us. The way Stellan Skarsgård and, like, his ship is framed in the movie is, I think, really cool. Mm-hmm. This is, like, another Star Trekky thing for me because, like, mm. they're lit, like, really red and green and, like, Stellan Skarsgård looks, like, very sweaty. Like, you can tell he's, like, a clear, like, villain, right? Like, he's coming after them. Like, at, in terms of uh, us, the viewer, we know that, like, he's a bad guy. And I think they, like show us that visually pretty well. And again, it definitely reminds me of, like, a Klingon ship, right? Like, they'd be, like, lit, like, in green, like, leaning forward, like, fire! All, like, (laughs) angry and sweaty and stuff.
2: I want to double-check, but I don't think there's a single, like, straight-on shot of Stellan Skarsgård's sub. Like, it's (laughs) all, like, Dutch angles, or like, tilted slightly, you know what I mean? So it just, like, feels a little bit more chaotic. He's always chain-smoking cigarettes over there. He's a great bad guy.
0: Yeah, there's definitely a different vibe on that ship compared to... Sean Connery's ship. Uh, they seem slightly more evil, Russian. I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to say like <laughs> I agree with John Connery because he's, I uh, technically still fighting for the Russian army or something. I I I can't. I don't know. I just does he really expect to just like Sam Sam Neil mentions that he wants to just move to Montana and have two wives, and they've never even talk to an american yet and they've got their lives planned out in america i don't know it just seems very bold i don't know if sean Conner is planning on going down with the ship or something before even <laughs> getting
4: there i think this is an interesting question this is like kind of the morality of what they're doing because on one hand they're delivering america quote the good guys this armageddon-esque technology so that's good i guess But on the other hand, they are doing a really dangerous rogue thing to kind of set themselves up for a better life, personally. Yeah,
0: they're not exactly preventing a war or anything. They're just giving the other guy the gun. And I don't know. It's like you're still in both of the you're still going to be in one of the two countries blowing each other up if they end up do shooting these things. So I don't know. Interesting plan, Sean Connery.
4: It's a very Hans Landa thing from *Inglorious Bastards*. It's a very—we just did *The Stranger*, Mikey. Yeah. This is what Orson Welles wanted to do in uh, Harper, Connecticut. He wanted to just blend in and wait for the next war. Is that what Sean Connery's
2: doing here? Wants to blend in. He just wants to go fishing, Josh. He's not itching for another, <laughs> another war.
4: <laughs> and remember, he's not
1: a true like Ruski. He's Lithuanian or something, right? Yeah. Yeah, so you couldn't tell by his accent how
0: Lithuanian he was? <laughs> so, they end up successfully defecting Ramius. Uh, Ramius and Jack have a chat at, like, at the top of this sub as they're like heading back to Jack's hometown who just happens to have a, a sub a, a, a sub dock or whatever. I don't know where they're going to hide this thing at, but they're going to pick up this up in this bay or something uh and that's pretty much the end of the movie uh jack is finally back on another plane and he can finally fall asleep on a plane that's kind of like a running joke is he's constantly chugging all of this coffee he's not sleeping at all and he definitely cannot fall asleep on a plane and now he's finally
1: because it's turbulence yeah
4: <laughs>
1: you know with turbulence you know with like the wind and the <laughs> and the <laughs> sun it heats the earth yeah, <laughs> Bill- billions of years ago, it was a big
4: bang. He seems to be staying up for like multiple days in a row, just staring at these same two pictures too. Like that is some dedication to stay awake. Well,
0: the nuclear war could be on the brink. He's got a. He's apparently the guy. He's got to. I don't know. He's got to explain everything to everybody. So he needs to be. He's got to
4: check out those doors.
0: <laughs> he's like, have you seen the doors? Check out the doors, guy. They're really weird. We got to get on these doors on this sub.
4: Look at the doors,
1: Gary.
0: (laughs) Uh, So we'll just go back around, same order, for the final thoughts. Corey.
1: Final thoughts. All right. The firing of torpedoes in this movie is like the one really bad aspect of this movie. It gave me very distinct Jaws three vibes. Do you guys remember the way the torpedoes looked underwater?
0: Vaguely, like a shark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> like a shark just coming right at you. Uh, no, like for a movie that has like a lot of cool like sets and practical effects, the, the torpedoes look like shit. It's like early CG, I think. So you know, that doesn't help. But also, and I'm sure Josh recognized him. Did you guys see LaFour's? You don't know LaFour's is? He doesn't know LaFour's is. <laughs>
4: <laughs> nice. <laughs> thank
1: you. Thank you. Those were my only final thoughts. Should I, are we doing yes or no's
4: yeah, now Are Yeah, we can do yes or no's. What? All right. That's not how these final thoughts work.
0: That's going to be this. I'm just hey, going to go back and here. ask yes or no right afterwards. F- yeah, it's fine enough.
1: <laughs> look Mikey is the Ramius of this podcast right now okay? I I want to get out
0: of here <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right I'm gonna give this movie a yes Mikey I have seen parts of this movie in my life and I realized that I was watching it it's always like a weird feeling when that happens I think this was on a lot in like 1993 on TNT so like Me as a kid, when I would watch TV, it was mostly just channel surfing, looking for movies. Like that's, that was my thing. Movies more than TV shows. So I've seen parts of this. It was cool to watch it in its entirety and, uh, you know, just get the full plot because I had no idea what I had seen when I was younger. But I think this movie is pretty good for the, like, uh, slow burn military drama that it is. When I looked at it earlier on IMDb, one of the, you know, IMDb will give it three genres, I think, or two in some cases, but one of them was action. And uh this movie, I would assume, was marketed as an action movie, but it's not really an action movie, is it? It's more just like um a tense drama, maybe in the area of thriller. But for what it is, it's really good. You know, it's a lot of conversations, building tension to a situation of... uh Things you mostly don't see, just like the characters in the movie. But I I liked it. Good performances. Pretty cool relic of its time. Uh, Yes for me. Cool.
2: This is Pappy recording again from Kalamazoo, Michigan. A few final thoughts here. Uh, John McTiernan, three movie club, rarefied air for directors, Die Hard, Predator, and now this. Uh, I didn't love the Die Hard shot. In the movie, though, when Alec Baldwin's, like, crawling around, it's, like, the same shot of, like, it him... Is. ...looking up, like... <laughs> in the ducks. Yeah. I mean, I get that, it, you know, he's copying himself, but still, it's like, come on. I've seen this before. Um The political officer who's killed, his name's Putin, which is just really weird when they say that in the movie. Like, what happened to Putin? It's like, oh, wait till you find out what <laughs> happens to Putin. I don't want <laughs> to ruin the story, but... um Did you guys like... Sam Neill's like Montana speech I love Sam Neill. Three movie club as well He
4: but... wants to go out there and dig for Dinosaur bones
3: Yeah dude He just wants to come to Elkhart and get a recreational vehicle And drive it <laughs> to Montana Waze wabbits Yes I did like it Jeez so I mean, what did you like
2: about it You get all aggressive with me don't...
3: I'll get aggressive. I, I'm defending this Rusty so staunchly, Pab. It's,
2: so, <laughs> uh, it's so over the top and cheesy. It just doesn't fit in the rest with the movie. It was like, I wanted to see Montana. It's like, okay, whatever.
3: Well, I mean, think of it. like This movie is set in, what, 1984? I mean, he probably saw Easy Rider once and was like, you know what? I want to go do All that All he's shit. known
0: is the harsh, cold land of Russia. He wants...
3: That's all he knows. He wants to go to the harsh, harsh cold <laughs> land of Montana. <laughs> all right, that makes sense. valid. Uh,
4: <laughs> can I jump in on your final thought and ask you a question? Because Please. Because I feel like we could have a whole podcast on this versus Dr. Strangelove. But, like, all the way down the line, I think, plot-wise, there's, like, a lot of the same things happening.
2: Mm-hmm. And it's, like, I mean, it's a good story to tell right I mean it's one of those times where it's you look at the art that's being made and it really is addressing the concerns facing humanity at the time right and, and Dr. Strangelove does it in a more silly way this is more of a thriller but it's like as I said I was watching this movie I'm like fuck there are subs with nuclear missiles just vibing in the ocean all around the world <laughs> like and like I know that there's probably multiple fail safes but like how how many times have we had close calls you know like actually mad men or people wanting to defect and be getting violent or something yeah they, w-
0: they wouldn't tell us about everything for sure they would never tell us about this for sure
2: we have no idea so it's like yeah i think it's like a really important story to tell and kind of i don't know kind of on that same thought too just another final thought that i had it's like you can tell why in the 90s so many movies about the government and like tv shows about the government are like they have all the super technology, right? Because it's like directly after the Cold War. So it's like people like looked at the government like, holy shit, like, you know, we're, we're flying subs through Thor's taint. Like Mikey said, not even <laughs> able to see anything at too fast. Like what else are we capable of? So pretty crazy. Last style thought I had, as much as I like the language switching at the beginning, when it happens at the end and they're all like standing in the sub, you know, it's just a little disorienting then. I, I don't know if you guys felt the same way, but it's like, it's so cool when it pivots on Armageddon and then they're like speaking Russian and speaking English at the same time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I can get that. Uh, is that it, Pap? What, what was that? A yes? No? Yes? Oh, I'm not done oh, yet. Oh, okay. I'm not done yet. <laughs>
2: I also like the what books scene too with Sean Connery when he's like describing what books he wrote and they're down that torpedo head on and it just breaks apart i didn't know torpedoes worked like that feels like a cheesy trick for the audience um yeah i'll give it a hard yes i really liked it i could see if you're watching it and you're like oh this is such jingoistic brett staunch dad movie but i don't know it it really didn't bother me when i was watching it and you know it's i mean it's kind of like a realistic story of the cold war and like i said i think it's better to like tell these stories to get people thinking about nuclear weapons and like i don't then any blowback in terms of like i said like extreme patriotism or anti-russian mm-hmm. sentiment so yeah hard yes really interesting movie doesn't feel its length great pick mikey stevie
3: no this is all josh
4: we're going same order this is josh
0: oh right right, right.
4: okay i'll give this a dumb yes a shallow yes <sighs> I'm kind of calling the movie slightly dumb, but I'm also calling myself slightly dumb here. I was actually shocked twice by my power cord on my computer today. So I feel like I <laughs> lost a couple brain cells right before <laughs> watching this, but, uh, I had a hard time f- figuring out like all the back and forth, like technical aspects of. The military, CIA, Ruskies, world powers, ambassadors, Jack Ryan's, analysts. Like, a lot of just words. I think Sean Connery, like, it kind of got repetitive a little bit. The same trick of him waiting to the last minute to pull off a stunning move. Uh, he's just like playing poker slash chicken with the sub the whole time uh but i'm still giving like it's a fun watch like when you're in it it's fun a lot like we said the rock was so i'm going to compare it to the rock again but really quick since we're like mixing final thoughts with yes or no's here i think if i was gonna fix this quote fix this and make it a josh movie i'd really embrace like the fantastical nature that i was talking about so like this magic that like makes the sub silent I would make it be some like old Russian relic or something that's like part of the sub that's like magically making it silent. And when they're in Thor's Bingleberry or Chode or whatever, <laughs> like a Balrog should like come up and try to like snatch them okay, or something like that. Real quick,
3: what are you? <laughs> I- this is, this is Tom Instead Plane's of ready. using Lord of the Rings, Josh, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> what?
4: You know when they send up the periscopes and they're talking in like Morse code, I think it'd be cooler if like sub had like a telepathic person on board. Josh, wants the shining what on is board? this
3: movie? Yeah, he wants Alec Baldwin and Sean Connery talking you with the more shining of
0: like an Indiana Jones, <laughs> the Nazis are after this weird technology, ancient technology that could give them an advantage in the war type twist. Josh wants twins
2: and clones.
4: (laughs) And that concludes my yes or no segment. I'm giving it a dumb yes.
2: Can I ask you a Josh question? Since you asked me one during mine. sure. Who's the Christ-like character of The Haunt for Red October? Another The movie.
4: Uh, Sam Neill sacrifices dreams in Montana for the greater Mm. good, right? I don't know.
2: R.I.P. I like his speech now. You convince me.
3: Stevie? I'm so confused by Josh. Josh,
4: I got shocked today, really, okay? I'm shocked <laughs> shocked. Do, you, Twice. do
3: you really think that John McTiernan and Michael Bay are on the same level? I mean, Pap listed off some
0: bangers of John McTiernan. That's not even the whole filmography, I'm sure.
3: No, John McTiernan is 100 times the director of Michael Bay. Like if Michael Bay directed this movie, it would be a nightmare. There would be there wouldn't be one shot that lasted more than half a second. It would be the most <laughs> disorienting experience we could ever wish for. I agree. And the, Shame Rock. On and you, the Rock came out
4: after this.
3: Yeah, that means Michael Bay is a John McTiernan Great. Hack.
4: I agree with you.
3: Okay, good. Uh this is Except for Armageddon. <sighs> Armageddon does have Aerosmith.
4: And the
0: Rock obviously
3: yeah um but this is like the hardest of yeses i absolutely love this movie this is my favorite jack ryan movie uh i think alec baldwin is the best jack ryan even though he only did one outing as jack ryan um i think it's a great movie because let's be honest submarines are kind of fucking boring and this story and the you know in the direction of the acting made it very suspenseful and like Pap said, it did not feel its length at all. All the acting is awesome. The music is a banger. Uh, score is awesome. So, yeah, I give this the hardest of yeses. Probably the best submarine movie there is.
0: That's high praise. Uh, Mikey, recording from Goshen, Indiana. My review is, yeah, I like this movie a lot. I agree with Stevie. It's probably the best Jack Ryan movie Uh, we brought up a lot of good points. It kind of pulls a a pretty good magic trick of making subs pretty interesting. Uh, There's so much tension on this boat, and subs just seem like a really boring setting for a place, but it's all very tense, and it's not exactly action, but you feel like action could pop off at any moment, and it's got great editing and framing of all the shots for such a, a tight space in this submarine. So... It's like the ultimate Lazy Dad afternoon movie. Uh, Just, (laughs) Pap, you brought up a a really good point of like, wow, this really could have gone a different way and been like stauncher porn or something, but it just kind of shows how scary nukes really are. (laughs) And it's just kind Mm -hmm. of more of a, I'm not going to say a horror film, but it's like, wow, that that's a possibility. And we never, ever think about it ever and it's just out there all the time so it's just important to know that nukes are out there I guess is the is the moral of the movie um, but I love it a lot and I give it a, a solid solid yes um, so trivia you guys ready? what food would this be Mikey? what are they uh, the doctor is eating something gross looking
1: a submarine sandwich Ooh.
0: Oh. A, a Jersey Mike sub Now that's what I call a (laughs) hole-in-one. Yeah, pretty fresh Jersey Mike sub. Have it Mike's way. Uh, Jersey Mike, if you want to sponsor us, I'd really appreciate that.
1: (laughs) They took chicken parm off the menu, so they're dead to me. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> and there goes the Jersey Black yeah, eh, okay. <laughs> yeah, As we do, quickly as it arrived. Who's
0: What you doing? So trivia, we're just going to do closest to you. Uh, I'm very lazy with the trivia, but do we have the order? Uh, give me two seconds. I'll... I think I fixed
2: the order. There was a lot of controversy on the Stranger episode. Took a lot of heat for this order. Mikey... Obviously, the Hunt for Red October. Then Josh Great start. with the Stranger. Then Brett with the Burbs. Then Stevie with the Ring, or sorry, the Collection. Um, mm. Corey with Hedwig and the Angry Inch, and then Pappy with on the Schneid with the Ring. So, and I'm also playing for Corey tonight too. So Corey has two wow. Schneid picks down here, just waiting.
4: But it's weird that Hedwig was so much. Before the ring, but yet that's ahead of you in the order. But okay. Don't ask
2: me
0: about ask corey. It was Corey's choice. I don't know. <laughs> Back backdoor trades and deals have really screwed
2: up. Are you up. gonna bring this up
0: every time until Corey wins, Josh?
2: Corey new The thing bet? is
4: Corey gets like it's closest to and he gets the last two picks for it.
2: <laughs> And it's been the longest since he's hosted. That he, seems
4: like a fair. he deserves it. I miss Corey hosting. It's true. All right, Corey, this one's
0: yours to lose. <laughs> sure is. <laughs> Don't screw it up. Uh, the Philadelphia Experiment is a conspiracy theory surrounding a U.S. Huh. naval ship being rendered invisible uh, in late October of 1943. The US government denies that this ever happened, that the US Eldridge ever took part in any sort of experiment. How long of a boat is the USS Eldridge? Closest two will win. Pap, you are first?
2: Well, I think we should be it'd be Josh first. The stranger. And what in, in what unit of measurement yeah. are we talking here?
0: Feet. Okay. Okay.
4: Centimeters. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, man. Of all the questions about that, it's how long the ship is. Uh, that ship's, they say, phased out of our reality, um, and maybe even partially. Like some people were like torn half their bodies in and out of different realities. Uh, but anyway, I will just say 1,200 feet give us a nice baseline for this trivia.
0: 1,200 pounds? Interesting. Okay Stevie
3: Oh I love my wife Um, I will say 300
0: Kylo's first pick <laughs> I'll uh, go 1201 Pap slash Kylo's second pick
4: Yeah what are you gonna do here buddy boy
0: 301
4: That bastard Wow
0: okay wow pap coming in out of nowhere 301 the answer is 306
4: yeah,
2: yeah. Wow. stevie
0: seems so confident in his <laughs> answer i'm like stevie's <laughs> got to be the closest here <laughs> did you guys watch Faster. a documentary or something why I-
3: my wife was last week and it said like the oh, ship really? was a football field in length yeah oh my god wow. that's lucky yeah, that's why i said i love my wife and pap just goes in there
2: well you gotta have a better poker face but if it makes you feel any better i don't get to pick a movie So, and Josh can stop bringing up, why has it been so long since Corey hosted, too? That's not even
4: my point. It was just that he was, never mind. Hedwig, never mind. Corey,
2: I give you my pick, officially. Thank you, Pappy. I appreciate
1: that.
0: (laughs) Do you want us to go to break and come back to you, or do you need...
4: Yeah, let's do that.
0: All right, take it away, spoiler man. Special
4: thank you to our patrons. Matt Troll It's rumored he has a special place in his heart for you Brother Brian I did the bio on him last year He's taken out the lead boat in each new subclass for the last ten years Druid King One ping only Nick Big son of a bitch The Meg You've lost another submarine? David When's the last time you slept? Nurse Stacy You know, if you do try and
1: get some sleep, the flight will go a lot faster
4: I can never sleep on a plane Turbulence Pardon? Brother Ellis. Turbulence. Solar radiation heats the Earth's crust. Warm air rises, cool air descends. Turbulence. I don't like that.
2: If you'd like to request an episode, hear your name read by Spoiler Man, or even just help us make podcasts, please check us out on patreon.com slash
0: spoilers podcast. And we're back. Kylo, what's your movie?
1: Alright, guys. It's been talked about on this podcast here and there. I've heard it be mentioned a few times. It's something that I really look forward to doing with you guys. It's a movie I watched in high school a lot. Let's you guys watched it in high school. It's called The Boondock Saints. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Let's Now, go. this pick is contingent on both Long brothers being present. So oh. Jordan has to be there. Come hell wow. or high water. You got to coordinate that
2: then.
4: <laughs> Josh, this is a you Brett. got me, right? Yes, and this is a Brett favorite too, and I know friend of the pod brother brian is gonna love this choice as well
1: i think we're gonna have a lot of fun talking about this movie i think we'll have a lot of
0: varying opinions on it <laughs> i'm excited to see norman Reedus uh just perpetuate every catholic stereotype that is known to man <laughs> but with a gun uh so that will be next week, hosted by Corey Kylo Ren memes. We've got Boondock Saints. Why did you choose choose this? Because the announcement of the third one. I'm guessing. <laughs> I'll just say yes to that, Mikey. That fits. <laughs> okay.
4: <laughs> just last pod, uh, Mikey goes. I don't know if he was Catholic or Christian or what. And Brett was like, "You mean Catholic or Protestant?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Mike said,
0: "I don't give a fuck." They're all the same. For me. It was one of the best things I've ever. Heard. Uh, so Pap, is there anything else in the pipe that we want to? Do we got anything to read? We got Corey's pick in. Do we got reviews or anything? Or can we toss out here?
2: Just real quick, I'm glad you said that. Shout out to Patreon, Brand, Brendan, Brandon. Um, brandon friend of the pod we dm a lot uh sorry it's taken so long to get zodiac out look for in the past more patreon episodes have come out but sorry it took so long uh we love you
0: all right that's it that's Nothing, it though uh i can't think of what's coming out soon uh lord of the rings to start of next oh. year Oh, oh boy. Let's go. Already starting the heated controversy.
3: <laughs> time that stamps. That is the Lord of the Rings episodes. The timestamps.
0: All right, guys. Next week, Boondock Saints. That was spoilers.
4: happens. It's totally like the Green Knight scenario. Corey was like, "I, you can take one chop off my head, but then eight <laughs> trivias down the line, I get to chop your head off. <laughs> right. When, when, I, when I, I saw the deal. Green
1: Knight and the dude, the, the Green Knight got down on one knee to take like the blow from uh, Dev Patel, I was like, just poke him in the shoulder.
3: Exactly. Yes. Cut, it, cut him on the
0: shoulder or something.
3: I'm still bitter that I was the only one that had the balls that say that movie was horseshit.
2: I said I'd no. People like you that went, movie. No, you did. I not. I gave it a no.
3: You said I'm not sure if I can give it a yes or no at this time. I have to watch it again. You did.
2: No,
4: I gave it a no. No,
2: you didn't. I edited the episode. I think I would know. How much do you want to bet?
4: <laughs> did you edit in a no? How much <laughs> did you edit just, in a right How much do you want to bet? right now.
2: How much do you want to bet? I'm pulling it up on YouTube.
4: Pull it up, Jamie. We've got backdoor Ugh.
0: deals. We've got
4: editing knows. The, How the much
3: sanctity money do you want I'm not betting you money. But, I got a kid to feed. <laughs> I, so I'm not,
2: I'm
1: not looking it up then. And I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on. That's good hijack content. Right, one sec. I'm God. deciding between two things. Something that you guys will okay, like to pot on and something that you guys will hate to pot on. Then probably I am should, looking this up. Probably should do the like.
4: Let yeah. the heat flow through you. Please not like It's Pat 2. I was thinking about
1: picking something on that level, but I think I'm going to skip that. Yeah. <laughs> the
3: Green Knight is the Lin-Manuel Miranda of movies of 2021. What the Green Knights.
2: Mean? The Green Knights, I'll say this, Stevie, the Green Knights, probably 50% better than Lamb, at least. like.
3: Well, that's not great news for no, Lamb. No, it's not. But...
4: God. It was a good podcast, though.
2: So. <laughs> Explain what you mean by the Lin Manuel Miranda thing.
3: People act like it's good when it's just not. Like you can look at something, you just go, "Well, it's not very good." And I think it's quite obvious Lin Manuel Miranda has ran his course in oh. popularity, in my <laughs> opinion. Never mind. What's the next Lin Manuel Miranda project coming out? And Canto and Disney didn't even put his name on it. They're
2: really distancing themselves from it. Yeah. <laughs> it's kinda sad. Good. I'm ready. By by the way, I will say I was wrong. You guys were right. Yeah. I gave it a yes. A soft yes.
3: Yeah, because you did that, and everybody was like, well, Pap gave it a yes. I have to give it a yes. Think how much you could and, be like, feeding Josh, your
4: kid now, Stevie.
3: I know, and Josh and Brett were just like, well, I should give it a yes, too. I
4: unlike gave it the Still first yes. Starsguard,
2: unlike Stellan Starsguard, I'm not an arrogant ass. I will admit when I am wrong. I am sorry. Stevie, <laughs> I gave it
4: the first yes. I gave it a yes. You gave it a no. And then
2: I Pap. I can't tell you how conf- Concerned I am for my long term memory though that was this is very concerning because I was I can't tell you how concerned I am you sure. gave that movie a yes yeah you're right sorry we can get back to spoilers that was spoilers.